0: it is another edition of Phillies today I'm your host James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, August the eighth and it's over. They had to lose at some point I didn't think the Phillies were gonna win fifty eight straight 10 this season that would have been would have been something I think we'd feel pretty good heading into the playoffs if that were the case but it finally came to an end last night the Phillies finally lose for the first time after their eight game-winning streak, and look, what a funky, weird game. Hour and 44-minute rain delay in the middle of it. It looked like we were setting up for a all-time pitcher's duel there. Nola and Scherzer were just going inning for inning, strikeout for strikeout. They looked awesome. Nola, you know, really looked like he had brought it um, in a spot where we really wanted him to bring it. And, uh, unfortunately, the rain delay wiped that all out. And the Dodgers' bullpen was better than the Phillies' bullpen. The Dodgers' offense was better than the Phillies' offense. That's what it came down to. And the Phillies lose. Uh, Braves win, unfortunately. So the Phillies now only one game up on the Braves. This is going to be a wild ride to the end of the season here. And the Phillies do have a tougher schedule right now, but then easier next week. And the Braves get harder and back and forth and so on and so forth. And it's going to be a ride, man. It is going to be a ride to the end. But Look, let's not overreact. The Phillies lost. I think we all expect them to lose at some point. Back at it tonight against the Dodgers in Philadelphia. You hope that they can rebound, get a win tonight. We'll look ahead to that game later. But, look, they lost the game. It's okay. It was over pretty quickly after the rain delay. At least it felt like. It just felt like, you know, after this eight-game streak, there obviously had been so much energy and so much excitement and passion with this team that we had seen over that eight-game stretch that, you know, last night they didn't have it. Um, It was just, uh, I think, the combination of the rain delay and then the the homer that J.D. Hammer left right when it came back and all that just kind of sucked the life out of them last night, and they just didn't have it. They weren't able to carry it over. You hope that they can bounce back. That makes tonight a big one, for me at least, to see how they rebound. Because it's been a little while since things didn't go this Phillies team's way. And uh, a night went the way it did, like it went last night. So it's going to be fascinating to see how they come out tonight. How they respond. How do they handle the fact that they lost a game finally in a while. And, you know, they were they were riding high, so to speak. And, you know, how do they bounce back? Um, it's going to be fascinating. I'm really, really, really happy we got Gibby on the hill tonight. who to thunk it? who to thunk? Gibby! Uh, But I am excited. Uh, I do think it's a good thing to have Gibby on the Hill tonight and someone who can settle things down, someone who clearly um, feels pretty comfortable in big spots, as we saw with that Friday night Mets game. Huge spots that he got out of the big hit, all that type of stuff. So big one tonight. Uh, I'm excited. You do have the advantage going up against David Price. Price is more of like an opener now than anything. Um, So that's good. You know, the, the... you don't like the way it played out last night. And you don't like taxing your arms, but Girardi, you know, kind of seemingly relatively early decided, okay, I'm not, I'm not using my best guys in this one, especially after the hammer homer. I think that's kind of what he went for. You know, you see a uh, uh, after another goes J.D. Hammer, Matt Moore, Eniel de los Santos, Damon Jones, Mauricio Vera. It's like, okay, so we're giving this one away. And look, I, you know me, we've talked about this before. I don't love the the conceding games thing that Girardi has done. A fair amount this season. I get it last night. I didn't love it, but I get it. Um, Especially after it kind of slipped away. Um, It felt like, you know, after the sixth inning, I get it. Matt Moore, you know, I don't think you were conceding at that point. It's early in the game. You're going to be more. And last time Moore came in, in that spot, he gave you four and a third of four and two thirds, whatever it was, of, of dynamite baseball, you know, getting Juan Soto out in that spot and all that, yeah. You didn't feel horrible about Matt Moore coming in, and then it, it was horrible, and it didn't work, and the game was over, and, and I'm okay. I don't love it, but when I look at tonight's game and knowing that the Dodgers are going to have to tax their bullpen, David Price does not go deep into games anymore. You know, David Price, again, is really become an opener. I know that sounds pretty weird to, to think about, but David Price, not the David Price of old. David Price... Um, Last start went five and a third, which is uh, a lot for him. Uh, started the game prior to that, went an inning, four and a third before that, five and two thirds before that. Um, and prior to that, pretty much every single one of them, smaller starts. So he has been building up. But, uh, you know, four and a third uh, last time out, excuse me, five and a third last time out, one inning prior to that, then four and a third, five and two thirds, then four innings, three innings, two innings, point two innings, point one inning, one inning. So, David Price, if nothing else, is not giving him more than five, most likely, at night. And if the Phillies can grind, if the Phillies can kind of get to Price early, it's going to be another game where the Dodgers have to tax that pen, just like they did last night. So that is a good thing. That is a positive. Now, to be fair, you know, Dave Roberts didn't use all his best relievers last night any, either. Um, they get some of those guys in there, but, you know, um, a deep pen there. Did and we saw We saw Chad Green, we saw Brewster Gratterall, who's one of their better guys. Um, so... You know, they they, they definitely used some guys, but um, also got through it somewhat more unscathed than, than you would think for that much bullpen action. But I do like the way t- tonight sets up with Price against Gibby. I really do, after a bullpen tax game because of the rain, I like having Gibby as opposed to having Price. So I, I feel good in that spot. It's a big one. I want to see how this team bounces back, right? I mean, there's the first loss in over a week. You know, how do they bounce back? How do they respond at home. Last night was a funky game. It was weird. The rain delay really just killed everything. And an hour and 44 minute rain delay is no joke. You know, a 50-minute rain delay is annoying. It's not like it doesn't totally impede the evening. An hour and 44 minute is half a baseball game, <laughs> essentially. You know, I mean that's a almost half a baseball game, sadly. You know, oh, depending on what type of game it is. could be more than half. If it's a, a quicker game. Regardless, point being that, that it's half a baseball game. You know, that, that you just sit around and wait to come back in. And I think that could really suck the life out of a team and out of a game. And I think that's what happened last night. It was just just one of those nights where it uh, it just didn't work out. And uh, and that's okay. Let's look at the game and then we'll look ahead. As uh, really, I mean, again, it was over pretty early. Nola and Scherzer were awesome. It was really, truly, uh, you know, the big shame of last night was losing that Nola start. And yes, you lost the Scherzer's start. So in essence, I'm not saying the Phillies lost because of it. Um, because, you know, Scherzer could have pitched zero for zero with Nola, and I'd actually bet on Scherzer before I bet on Nola. So, you know, I think in any situation this season with Nola versus Scherzer, you would take a ring out. You'd say, you know what, fine. I will, I will take Aaron Nola out of the game to get Max Scherzer out of the game. But it was a shame, man, because... Last night looked like one of those special Nola nights. looked like he was back for a night. Uh, four innings, one hit, seven strikeouts. 51 pitches. I mean, that's... Whew. I mean, on his way to an eight-inning, 14 strikeout, two-hit outing, and 102 pitches. I mean, that would work, right? And again, you know, I'm sure you can't just double it and make it count, but we will for this discussion. Um, you know, Nola, it really felt like it was a good one last night, especially against a great lineup. You know, it was just locked in and, and dominating and it's a shame. It's a shame we didn't get to see that out. Scherzer, two was awesome. Scherzer goes three and a third, gives up three hits, six strikeouts. But, you know, Nola a little bit better, just slightly better. Um, Obviously pitched a sure, couple outs, uh, but really just more strikeouts, less hits. Both gave up no runs. So it was a shame. You know, we ask a lot of Aaron Nola, and rightfully so, and he is under-delivered this season, as we've talked about many times. But as, we, as, as we've also talked about many times, um, if Nola can turn it around for the final portion of the season, that's just could really change the fortunes of, the, of this team. Season could really help lift them in the playoffs, lift them into competing in the playoffs. I mean, if Nola's Nolan Wheeler is what he's been, I mean, you got Wheeler and Nola at the top of rotation and Gibby. I mean, all right, you can fight somebody, you can play somebody, you could you could be in that, you know, you can win a series or something. You know, it's not um, the most uh, you know craziest thought of all time. So nola being back nola being the guy we saw last night over the stretch run is the single biggest thing that could happen for this team right now it is it's the single biggest team and obviously they need to get healthy reese hoskins to the il we'll talk about that in a minute um you know mccutcheon hopefully going to be back soon there's a real chance mccutcheon's back soon potentially even tonight we'll see could be off the il tonight from a day's perspective we'll see how that goes um but girardi was optimistic about it but but the injuries are an issue. You need to get guys back. That's obviously a big part of it. But but just of the the players on the team and, and turning around the moment, I mean, it is believable that we could get that version of Aaronola, because we've seen it so many times. And if, and if that could happen, what a what a massive, massive thing it would be for this team. But anyway, last night, unfortunately, we only got four innings of it. And it, it really is. The shame of last night is is the fact that we didn't get to see Aaronola finish this one out. And uh, the other shame is the bad thing get going. Six hits, three of them for Gene Segura. Segura goes three for four. Everyone else stunk. Segura up to 314, by the way. My dude, 314 on the season. Um, but, yeah, uh, not a great night. Harper struck out three times. Wasn't a great night for him. Again, six hits total. 15 strikeouts for your Phillies last night. 15 times they struck out. There was one point where it was like eight of nine had struck out. It was ugly. It was not a, it was not a great night. Look, they didn't have it. It happens. It was a, It was an off night. They hadn't had one in eight games. This is a team that, as we know, had not won eight games in a row since 2011. So you know what? I'm not that surprised they had an off night after an eight-game winning streak. And I do think the off day hurt them. I really do. You know, we talked about it, and they definitely needed it from a rest perspective, from the streak of baseball that they had been playing. But, man, it really did feel like... They didn't have that same juice last night that they had had prior. And, and, again, I think the combo of the 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 off day and the rain out really kind of messed with the mojo a bit. That's why getting back at it tonight is so important. We'll get to that. But, um, yeah, just c- kind of got away from them last night. Rain delay, uh, come back in the bottom of the fourth. Dodgers get out of that. Then a Corey Seager uh, shot opposite field home run off of J.D. Hammer, makes a one nothing, and then Matt Moore falls apart in the sixth. Uh, gives up a single, a single, a homer. Max Muncy, um, a single, an RBI single. Um, an RBI single, two RBI single, and then a solo homer. Uh, Max Muncy later, excuse me. So the sixth inning is just Matt Moore giving up three runs, two RBI singles, scoring three. And then in the ninth, uh, Max Muncy would would add a homer off Mauricio Vera to make it 5-0 and, and just kind of put the exclamation point on the evening as, again, the Phillies just unable to get it going. And they had some opportunities early, but... Couldn't capitalize, and, uh, and ultimately, in the end, just uh, didn't have it. They did not have it last night, and it is frustrating. It's disappointing, but it is also not unexpected. You know, they were going to lose one, and look, they lost to a great team, and they just didn't have it, and it was a weird game. Again, it was a really weird game, and when you got J.D. Hammer and Matt Moore and Mauricio Vera and Damon Jones pitching the the bulk of a game, you know, you're probably not going to win that game as much as you're going to lose that game, you know? I mean that's just sometimes the way it works out, and and last night was the way it works out. That's why again tonight is so big. I want to get to tonight in a few. Um, Hoskins, Hoskins to the IL. Uh, unfortunately, you know we were hoping he could work his way back. We had heard some positive things, but obviously the groin did not respond to treatment the way they had hoped it would. McCutcheon, is uh, it is backdated uh, to prior to the uh, the Met series as he did not play in that series at all. He is eligible to return on August 17th, so that would be after this week, and then when they head to Arizona, and, and Girardi did seem optimistic that he could be ready to go at the end of that time, so that is a, a very good thing, obviously. But look, they need McCutcheon back. Now, with with out, we talked about you know that right-handed power stick in the lineup. They don't have it, and, and McCutcheon really had been that all season, or at least since June 1st, so um, getting McCutcheon back would be huge. Hopefully he can get back tonight. They got Didi back last night, which helps. Good to see Didi out there, obviously, didn't get much going offensively, but still, Dede was out there. Good to see. But um, losing McCutcheon hurt. Uh, losing Hoskins hurts a little bit as Hoskins, you know, and and did have that big series um, against the Nationals, uh, you know, still with the groin injury. You know, missed the Pittsburgh series, played the National Series, missed the Mets series. Um, so actually a shame because he missed the Pirates series. You know, you almost you needed him in that National Series. He had some massive hits for you, so I'm not upset they played him. But, yeah, you know, if he had missed that and missed that, he'd probably be back right now. Um, potentially, if you're not re-aggravated it or whatever. But it is what it is. You know, you're out McC- You're out. Hoskin six days. You need McCutcheon back. You really hope Kutch can come back and contribute for you because you need some bats in the lineup. Again, you know, we have been super lucky with the contributions we've gotten from Brad Miller and Travis Jankowski and Ronald Torres and all these bench guys who have made such a massive impact on this team this season. Brad Miller, you know, Miller's 12 home runs off the bench, essentially. I mean, that's phenomenal. Or, you know, starting games, you know what I mean? Like, as a bench player. Um, but, um, you know, you can only ride those guys for so long. You can only ride those guys for so long. At a certain point, you need to get your stars back and get your guys back and get that lineup full, and then the bench guys can be that much more impressive because they're bench guys for you, and when they're filling in, they're coming through. So the Hoskins injury is is, is, is a, a problem um, but McCutcheon coming back could mitigate it a bit. That would be really big. They could really use McCutcheon. And again, we saw last night that, you know, there are nights if Harper's not hitting, if if Romito's not hitting, that that lineup can go a little cold, even when Segura's hot. So, um, really need to get McCutcheon back. There are just too many holes in the lineup without those big boppers in there. Certainly, from a power perspective, it, it's lacking. There's There's no question it's lacking. So, um, would be really nice if McCutcheon can come back tonight and then, you know, we'll track the Hoskins thing is that's going to be a, a big story moving forward. How long is he out and how much can, uh, and how quickly can he return? Looking ahead, um, brave schedules, the Braves win yesterday, three to two against the Reds. A bummer as it did feel early on, like the Reds had him. It was two nothing. And then the Braves fought back. So, Here's the deal with the, the Braves' schedule. It's actually really easy for a little bit here, and then it gets tougher, but there's a, a nice stretch for the Braves. That is the, the, the kind of contrary point to the, oh, you know, no biggie, they lost the Dodgers, and it is no biggie. They lost a game. They weren't going to win every game, but it's why they need to rebound because you look at this Dodgers' schedule, two more against Cincinnati at home in, in Atlanta, and Cincinnati's good, so th- those are tough games. Cool. We're good with that, but then three in Washington. Washington stinks. We know that. Three in Miami. Miami stinks. We know that. Three in Baltimore. Baltimore stinks. We know that. So nine games against teams well under five hundred. Now, luckily, they're all on the road, so that's good. But, you know, the next 11 games for the Braves, you know, other than the two against Cincinnati, nine of them are against bad teams, flat-out bad teams. So... That's concerning. After that, the Braves have the Yankees at home, the Giants at home, then three in Los Angeles. So that eight-game stretch is super tough. And that's a spot where you hope the Phillies can take some advantage, you know, can can gain some games back. Because then it gets easier for the, for the Braves again. They have four in Colorado, three at home against Washington, three at home against Miami, three at home against Colorado. Then they go to San Francisco for three, which is tough. Then four in Arizona, that's easy. And then they finish with a bit of a tough stretch. With three in San Diego, three at home against the Phillies, three at home against the Mets. So, you know, that, that's the scary thing. We've talked about how, how tough the Mets' schedule is compared to the Phillies' schedule. But the Braves' schedule super easy. Really easy, and in fact, maybe easier than the Phillies' close, I would say. So for the Phillies, for comparison's sake, the next stretch is tough, then it gets a little easier. But two more against the Dodgers, then three at home against Cincinnati. We know that. None of those easy. Three in Arizona. Those are good, easy games. You should win those. Then three in San Diego. Super tough. Two at home against Tampa Bay. Tough. Now you get back to an easier stretch. This is the stretch where the Phillies need to make hay, and this stretch coincides with that tough little stretch the Braves have. Because the Phillies will have four at home against Arizona, then three in Washington, then three in Miami. That is a massively important stretch of baseball. You know, we've talked a lot about the ease of the schedule, but they have to beat the teams they need to beat they're supposed to beat, and that's a stretch where they got to do that. Then you have three in Milwaukee. That's tough, but then an easier stretch after that is you come home for four against Colorado. It doesn't get much easier than four against Colorado at home. Then three at home against the Cubs, a Cubs team that traded off pieces is folded in the season, essentially. That's an easy series. Then you go to New York for three against the Mets. Tough, but, you know, the Mets are are, are floundering. Then three at home against Baltimore, four at home against Pittsburgh, another massive seven-game stretch, and then three in Atlanta. That is going to be the biggest series of the season, and then three in Miami. So, honestly, they even out pretty well. You know, When you look at it, there's a couple tough, tough stretches and mostly some easy stretches for both of these teams. This Braves-Phillies thing is going to come down to who beats the teams they're supposed to beat and then who can steal a few from the ones they're not supposed to. It's going to be a race. It's going to be a race, and I, I really do feel pretty confident that the Mets are not going to be in it. Now, they might they might hang around and all that, but I, I really think there's going to be a Phillies-Braves race. I really do, and I know that's going to kind of adjust our brain on that one because all season long it has been the Phillies and the Mets. We've been chasing the Mets, trying to get the Mets. Can we beat the Mets? It does kind of mess with you a little bit to be like, oh, it's it's actually the Braves the whole time. The one that we started the season worried about, and I think the Acuna injury kind of lulled us a little bit. It's like, oh, they lost the best player in baseball or one of the three best players in baseball. You can't recover from that. We forget. This is a Braves team that has made the playoffs multiple years in a row. This is a Braves team with last year's MVP still playing for it. It's a Braves team with a bunch of guys who's won big games, a bunch of guys who've been to the playoffs, a bunch of guys who know what it takes, and still incredibly talented. Yes, they lost to Cunha. They're still a damn good baseball team. So I think we need to adjust our, our focus, and I've been saying this for a while. As you know, if you listen to the show, that I've been... Far more concerned about the Braves than the Mets for for like a month now. Like That's where my head has been at, that that the Braves were really the team that was going to end up being the competition. I think that's really how it's going to play out. I really do. I think it's going to be a Phillies-Braves run to the end classic. 93 style. How about it? Um, Even though they're in different divisions then, funny enough, just played in the playoffs. But um, uh, we thought it was going to be 07. Looks like it's more 93. You know, Phillies Braves more than Phillies Mets. Either way, I look, I think all three are going to be around. I don't think the Mets are going to completely fall out of it. Um, but it is interesting. When you look at those schedules, one interesting fact about the Phillies, too, is they have no more division games at home, which is kind of strange. You know, you would think there will be at least one or two uh, series at home against division teams. Not so. All on the road for the Phillies. So that's an interesting quirk of the way the schedule shakes out for the Phillies. But, you know, look at the standings right now. The Phillies are one game up on Atlanta. They're at 59-54. Atlanta's at 58-55. The Mets are two back at 56-55. and The Mets game got suspended yesterday. Then the Nats are way out of it. The Marlins are way out of it. Look around the rest of the National League. The Giants, unbelievably, that team just keeps chugging along. They've won three straight, eight of their last ten. They're and 72-41. They're four games up on the Dodgers, and the Dodgers won last night. The Dodgers are 68 and 45. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And the Padres, right behind them, at 66 and 49, and they're seven out at 66 and 49. The Padres would be in first place in the National League East by six games. Six games. And they're seven games back of the Dodgers. I mean, seven games back of the Giants. Think about that. That is insane. But National League East, the Phillies. And look, it is worrisome, too, when talking about the Braves and Phillies, if you look at the run differential in the National League East, the worst is the Nationals at minus 39, then the Marlins at minus 24, then the Mets at minus 18, then the Phillies at minus 10. The Braves are plus 66. If you're a run differential person, then the Braves are easily the best team in this division. That's a concern. And look, run differential doesn't always play out. You know, like, look at a team like Toronto... You look at the American League East for an example of why run differential doesn't always play out. Yes, the team with the best run differential, Tampa Bay, is in first place at plus 125, but then it goes, the the Red Sox at plus 29, the Yankees at plus 13, and then Toronto's in fourth place at plus 124. So it doesn't always work out that way, but it does sometimes. And in a lot of cases, the teams with the plus run differentials are the ones at the top of their division. So that is a concern. You know, look, the Braves have... uh, Braves have put themselves in a good spot. And again, with the schedule down the stretch, it is just as easy as the Phillies. So it's going to be... Every game's going to matter here. I mean, we're under 50. We're under 50. There's 49 games left. It is real. And it is going to be a real stretch run. The Phillies and the Braves battling. Um, It is kind of a shame they only play one more time that second to last series of the season. I would have enjoyed another Phillies-Braves bout in here somewhere. Um, But it will come down to that last one. That's going to be... It's going to be wild. All right, to tonight, which, again, in in my mind, is a really big game from the sense of bounce back. You know, you you lose that one last night. It's frustrating. You have Nola dealing, and then you can't use him anymore, and it's just a frustrating night. So tonight, at home, you don't want to lose the series in game two. You don't want to be fighting against a sweep, especially with Ranger going up against Julio Urias. Julio Urias is good and will pitch more than three innings. Ranger's fine. He's been good. They've won games he started, but still, you know, you're not getting a lot from him, and... The pen, you know, that's why you need Gibby to give you at least six, seven. Hopefully at night you need Gibby to bring it. But Gibby against Price, that's an advantage for the Phillies. Right now, Kyle Gibson is a better starter than David Price. I believe that. So the Phillies need to take advantage tonight. You know, Gibby has yet to lose as a Philly. 2-0. I'm just saying. Let's go for 3-0. and They need it. They need it. This is why you traded for Kyle Gibson. A night like tonight. A big spot. A bounce back game. And again, you don't want to let this snowball. We've seen this team. We know that they can let the bad things snowball a little bit. They need to grab back onto what they had, this eight-game streak, because they didn't have it last night. And it's explainable. It was a weird, funky game with the rain and all that. It was a weird game, so it's explainable. But tonight, you grab it back. Tonight, you get it back, and you have a chance to still win the series heading into the weekend. It is a big one. Gibby. Let's go, Gibby. Bring it, buddy. We need you tonight. Either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it all tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.
1: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.